Hey, Gary. What is up, guys? Welcome back to episode nine of Money Talks Hockey. I'm your host, Matt Lauren. What an exciting and crazy week in the NHL. A lot of action, a lot to talk about, and we'll get into it soon. Currently, right now, I'm actually watching the Florida Panthers play the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Hurricanes are up 1-0 at the end of the first. And it's crazy because tonight is Keith Yandel's 1,000th NHL game. You heard that right. Keith Yandel, the fucking sonk daddy. One of the absolute biggest beauties in the entire NHL. Playing his 1,000th game tonight. What's even more impressive about it is that tonight is his 890th consecutive games. It is currently the longest Ironman streak in the NHL and is the third longest of all time. He's on track to break it, I think, next year, where it's 964 games. And Yandel, man, like, he's just been an absolute rock on the back end for many, many years. First with Arizona, then went to the Rangers for a bit. And now he's with Florida. I mean, just a great career so far for Sonk Daddy. And if he fucking breaks Doug Jarvis's Ironman record, boy, that's going to be really, really fucking impressive. And it's just great to see Yandel get his 1,000th game. Go listen to some of his interviews on Chicklets. He is just an absolute character. The funniest guy in the NHL with the songs. I mean, when you go behind the net, fucking fake slap shot one way and then goes the other way with it and then just yells sonk. And then just overall, very funny. He needs to be mic'd up for every fucking game. Because it's just that great listening to him, just hearing what he has to say. But speaking of big milestones, Brent Seabrook on Friday announced his retirement. One of the best shutdown defensemen over the past 15 years, Seabrook had to cut his career short because of injuries. He currently has three years left on his contract, and the Blackhawks will place that contract on long-term injured reserve for the balance of it, which basically allows them to exceed the salary cap by his cap hit. His cap hit is currently $6,875,000, and he'll be a free agent in 2024. So they'll just put it on LTIR for the rest of his contract but yeah like he battled a whole bunch of injuries at the end but he was just so fun to watch him and Duncan Keith were just so hard to play against they were fucking scary and especially during the cup years he was one of the best defensemen in the game and Just congrats to Brent on an amazing career. 
it's just sad to see all these stars starting to go that I fucking grew up watching. Speaking of Chicago, they just wrapped up a three-game series against Tampa. Andre Vasilevsky went in to that series with a two hundred and with a two hundred minute shutout streak, and on Thursday, Tampa came back against Chicago. Victor Hedman had a buzzer beater in OT, literally 0.1 seconds left, and that was Thursday night. Friday night, however, Chicago fucking stole the show. Malcolm Subban. Stopped like 44 or 47 shots or something like that. And Chicago won in a shootout. And that was a hell of a game. And then today in that series, Chicago blew a 3 uh, 3-0 lead. And Tampa ended up winning 6-3. But Tampa, they're just so fucking dominant. I mean, I be- personally believe that they're going to go back to back because they're just that good. So deep. And even when Kucherov comes back, like they're going to even be more deeper. Me and Ross guy who I had on my show last week, we've been texting a lot this past week. He's been like back to back, back to back, back to back. They're so fucking good. And it's just, they're just one of the most dominant teams in recent memory. Let's just talk about teams that are really fucking struggling. Let's first go up north to Edmonton. They got outscored by Toronto last week, 13 to 1 in a three game series. 13 to fucking 1. You know how embarrassing that is? What a joke. And McDavid and Dreisaitl, they combined for one point. It was a Dreisaitl at assist. They're just fucking cold. And on Wednesday night, I believe, William Nylander scored a highlight real goal. And Connor McDavid didn't even fucking try to get back. I don't know if he was at the end of a shift or whatnot. But if you're the best player in the entire league... Make an effort to get back into your zone. That's what I like about McKinnon. He's good in his own end. McDavid isn't. He is insanely talented offensively. But neither McDavid nor Dreisaitl are like as good as McKinnon. Or, and I'm not even saying that McKinnon is the best defensive forward in the game. Because he is not. That goes to Patrice Bergeron or Sean Couturier. But just make an effort. At least try to get back when the puck's going back the other way. Fucking pick up a guy. Like, it's simple. You're the best fucking player in the world. And Buffalo. Let's not even go into it. Ralph Kruger should be out. At this point, they're just trying to fucking tank. And this draft class isn't even that good. Like, who are they fucking going to get? Owen Power? Matty Beniers? Kent Johnson? I don't even fucking know. 
like what's going on there. It's like so hard to be a fan there right now. They deserve better. And Jack Eichel rightfully should want out. According to GM Kevin Adams, he has not formally requested a trade. But if I were were to do so, I would request a trade ASAP. However, the only thing is is that Jack Eichel's no-move clause kicks in in the summer of 2022, which means Buffalo can trade him wherever the f- they want. And he has no control over it until next summer. And just the package that they'd get would be insane. It would be on the same exact level as what Colorado got for Duchesne, perhaps even more. But it's just crazy. Let's go back to Nathan McKinnon for a second. On Wednesday night, the Avs beat the Sharks 4-0, but rookie forward Joachim Blickfield, or I don't even fucking know how to pronounce the name. I'm probably butchering it. Had a, or hit McKinnon. It was relatively legal. A shoulder. And McKinnon did get hurt and has had to miss the past two games. Hopefully he'll be back soon. He's on my fucking fantasy team, so I kind of need him right now. But player safety decided to suspend him for two games. It should not have been a suspension. And this was after Blickfield got thrown out of the game. And it's just like player safety. The only reason why they suspended Blickfield is because it's McKinnon. Like, and then we need to talk about the big hit, the big dirty hit that happened on Friday night in the Boston Bruins versus Washington Capitals game. Tom Wilson, the dirtiest player in the NHL, goes and hits Brandon Carlo in the first period. Wilson's shoulder gets him in, like, the collarbone area. That's fine, right? But the hands got him in the face. And it was into the boards. It was right after Carlo and Jacob Vrana uh, finished a battle in the corner and... Carlo was trying to get the or locate the puck in his feet. Totally defenseless, like it was a fucking blindside. It wasn't a hit from behind, but he didn't get any call. Jared Tenorti, let's talk about him for a second, got claimed off waivers by Boston from Nashville last weekend. Playing in his second game, and in the second period... He goes and fights Wilson. If you're in your second game with your new team and you fucking fight the guy that everyone on your team, your whole fan base, the coaching staff that everyone hates, you're a fucking god. Everyone will love you. Bruce Cassidy, I want you to keep Tenorti in the lineup for a while just because of that. Just because he was the guy that stood up and fought Wilson. Trent Frederick, who obviously is like an enforcer, 
he ended up fighting him. He ended up fighting Wilson in the third period as well after scoring. But I mean, fuck man. You're an idiot, Wilson, for trying to hit it for hitting the guy in the boards. Player safety ends up suspending him for seven games. I think it's the right call. People are asking, why is it not more than the 14 games that he got for the Sunquist hit? Well, it's because it wasn't a hit to the head. It was a board. A hit to the head is worse than a board. If it was any normal player, they would have probably gotten two or three games, especially because Carlo was sent to the hospital, had to stay to the, had to stay the night. But because it is Wilson's fifth suspension, the league has to suspend him for more games under their under their fucking rules. And I mean, he's not technically a repeat offender, but if you have a history, you do get suspended more or for longer. But those type of hits should be out of the fucking game. Like, don't try and fucking blindside a guy when he's trying to locate the puck in his feet. Like, especially into the boards like that. And my problem is that the Washington Capitals, the team, the fan base, everyone involved with that organization fucking enables Wilson as well as I think you argue the department of player safety, George Peros, a former goon, like he's going to let things slide that he shouldn't. And he's a terrible head of the department of player safety. I think that player safety should be headed, headed by not even a fucking former player, but like maybe a former executive like Colin Campbell or someone. He fucking works for the league. I'm just throwing fucking names out there right now. I don't even fucking know, but it should not be headed by a former goon like George Peros. Like that's the worst. That's the worst position possible to head an organization. I want Peros out. I think that player safety really needs some changes. Anyway, that's the end of my rant about player safety, Tom Wilson, all about that. I think it's about time that I introduce my guest. I had YouTuber Trav4 Oilers on this week. He has nearly 75,000 subscribers, and me and him had an absolute great chat. I think you guys would really enjoy it, and let's get right into it. I am pleased to welcome a huge name in the online goalie community, fresh off of a student in Sweden. This guy has nearly 75,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'm pleased to welcome one of my favorite YouTubers, Trav for Airlers. How are we, Trav? Doing good, buddy. How are you doing? Good. What have you been up to lately? Oh, put me on the spot here. Um, honestly, just the usual, man. Like, um, just... You know, yeah. skating skating on outdoor rinks because rinks are closed and then yeah trying to work out my trainer when i can and trying to trying to yeah. stay busy trying to keep myself off the streets and making a couple videos from time to time nice nice i haven't had a chance to watch the new hey barber episode yet but <laughs> planning on doing that as soon as i'm off this interview you know 
Yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry for changing the timeline so many times in the interview, but he just nah, it's, popping up and whatnot. It's 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 all right. I mean, we both have busy schedules, you know, school, hockey here. But yeah, all's good. We're hopping right into it, eh? No, yeah. no warm up, no spit, no lube. Just no, no. Not a not a fan of that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just so, likes to stick it in and yeah. hope for the best. So you grew up in Winnipeg, right? Like you're Correct. from there. I mean, like obviously that's a big part in your videos. At what point did you decide to get into YouTube and like what made you decide to do it? Um so I started off like with a montage, like man, those NHL goalie montages almost like 10 years ago, it feels like. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember looking for montages of, of my favorite NHL goalies. I can never find anything that I like. And I can never find anything with music yeah. that, that I found stomachable. And so I just said, like, I'm just going to make my own. And so I started making my own. And this is back in, in a time when a 40 gigabyte hard drive computer was kind of like the standard. Yeah. So like obviously, you know, you have 40 gig hard drive, the computer fills up pretty fast. So yeah. the computer filled up fast, and I thought to myself, man, okay, I kind of like these videos. Like, where am I going to put them? So I figured I'll put them on YouTube. So I, I started using YouTube as like my storage, shall we say. Yeah. And people started watching them, slowly but surely. You know, a couple of views started coming in. And I think almost three years later, I had like about 8,000 8, subs, give or take. Yeah. Um, and, and I just woke up one day and was just like, I don't, I don't like doing this. This isn't something I'm proud of anymore. I, I like making videos, but I don't like montages yeah i don't like stealing somebody else's clips and stealing somebody else's music putting it together and yeah calling it my own because you know what i mean like it's not yeah and i thought and i'm I'm 18 at this point in time and i'm thinking to myself you know i think i can really help a lot of people if i started doing like some reviews like some equipment reviews because like anytime i'm buying gear i'm always looking for reviews and all you'd ever find was you know equipment reviews from companies from different retailers that like nothing was um, like a true review is more like a sales pitch title as a review. Yeah. It was the original clickbait before I started doing that. And yeah. uh, so I, I just said, I'm just going to start reaching up to companies, see if anybody will send me some stuff. And everybody told me to kind of fuck off. And it was a stupid idea. Even yeah. uh, like guys, guys at Bauer or some of like the smaller companies are like, that's nobody that'll never catch yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> funny, funny how that worked. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the review started, you know, they weren't doing great. And then I started adding on ice clips and that started doing okay. And then I, I thought to myself one day, I was like, what if I just posted on ice clips? Okay. And that went all right. And I was like, what if I put a mic on? <laughs> Boom. Explosion. Light bulb had, had gone off. And, I've actually uh, thought of putting a mic on like my, <laughs> my, my goalie helmet, like putting a mic in there. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Just it's, uh, so, some, it's, some it's, of the shit that, I, that like I say, some of the shit that you say, like it's, it's pretty funny. So, you know, it's like, just some of the stuff that comes out in the heat of the moment, right? It just, yeah, it, it's intense. Yeah. And, um, so I did that and then the video started taking off, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. After I got to about two years of junior hockey vlogs later and I got to VIU, I couldn't do the junior hockey vlog style videos anymore because I wasn't playing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I could just, uh, I'll start like a real vlog, like a day-to-day vlog. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's when so you really of, like exploded. I don't I mean, know if I say exploded. I exploded like, when I got the the LA Kings trial. Like that yes. was like I'll I'll never that, touch that, that, that video was, again. Yeah, that was one of the big like videos. Did you ever get the date with the hot reporter? No, no, no. I never <laughs> got a text back about that. Aww. Uh, <laughs> um, you, you know, I I remember putting the video up, and I remember thinking to myself sitting at the 
uh, at the gate of the airport in Winnipeg. You know, I've, I've bought my flight last minute. It was like an eight hundred dollar, eight eight fifty, nine hundred bucks, whatever round trip for Winnipeg to, to Vancouver to, or sorry, Winnipeg, Calgary to L.A. I remember thinking to myself, I'm about to skip three days of school. I just spent nine hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars. Like this doesn't make any sense. And I'm gonna go skate with a couple. <laughs> Like equipment managers from the Kings to shoot on me. Like, like, what am I doing? But at this point, I've already paid for the ticket. My bags are already checked. My equipment's going to LA, whether I go or not. I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm just going anyway. And um, so I go down there and make the video, have a good time. And I think to myself, oh, you know, it'll be like 10, maybe 10,000 views. It's kind of not really what I do normally. So maybe it'll hit like 8,000. I mean, you know, and uh, so I post the video and oh, okay, it does like 10,000 know, on the first day, kind of what I, or, or the first couple what i expected and the next day i, I go to school i'm at college at this point in time and uh I, I got class after class so i'm like checking my phone and then after school around like three or four i i check my phone the thing's got like three quarters of a million views or, or like half a million views i'm like what the hell that's just happened? crazy it just went boop. and then yeah. like the nhl posted it the la kings posted it was on it was a front headliner for the nhl and for the la kings website like tsn was posting it i mean it doesn't help when, or i mean it doesn't hurt when um uh, when I was talking to the reporter that was on live TV, no, nobody realizes that was on live TV. <laughs> Everybody thinks that was a pre-done interview. That was on live television. That one dead so, ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And, and uh, I remember getting back to uh, where I was staying that night in front of the TV and every, uh, every news network that, <laughs> that was the, <laughs> that, that was, that was the headline clip in the family. I was doing, they're like, Trav, you're on that. You're on Fox. You're on, you know, you're on CNN. You're on, I'm like, Oh, oh this might be, this is interesting. This might be something. Yeah. And uh, I, I think, what did I pick up? I must have picked up like 12 or like 15,000 subscribers in a couple of days. Yeah. Because like, the, the video just took off. Yeah. And obviously, like, I've never even, I've never touched that since then, nor will I ever touch that again. No. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's ever posted a original hockey video, like, of that essence that, that's done that well. Yeah. And I don't think, any, I don't think anybody will. Like, somebody asked me a couple of couple days ago, they're like, how do you, uh, oh, sorry, there's my reminder, make sure I come on here. Um, he's like, uh, how do you replicate that? Like, how can you replicate a video to be that successful? And I was like, you not think I've tried? <laughs> you, think I just, you think I just sit here and I'm just like, you know what? Uh, that's a million views. That's child's play, man. Who needs a million? A million views. That's fu- that's fucking hard to do. A mil- it's at a million and a half now. A million yeah. And a half views or whatever. Like, it'll it'll keep climbing over the course. Oh, of for sure. It'll, it'll probably hit. I like to think 2 million views by 2025, maybe on the 10 year anniversary, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was was a great video. How did that all go down though? How did you get the tryout? So they had a online contact and you just like applied, like it was like through an email link or whatever. And you apply and you're like, Hey, my name's this, this is my date of birth, where I'm from. And, And it was really simple. It was just that information. And why should we pick you? And I literally put down there, like, I remember entering the survey and uh, my roommate was with me, at the, like, beside me at the, at the kitchen table while I was entering this at the time. And I was like, what should I put? He's like, just put someone stupid. And I was like, I need a new Tinder profile pic. Like, that, that's what I'm going to put down. Because, like, that was the most ridiculous thing I could think of at the time. And I just Tinder this, pic? Yeah, like a profile pic. So I just put this big, long-winded, detailed answer. Like, yeah, you know, I want to come down. You know, I, I need a new Tinder pic. I think I'll, I'll have a lot of opportunities with <laughs> You know, with the, the settings, with the weather, with the ice time, the girls, the lighting, the, you know, with the, with the team, expo- a lot of that's really going to help vamp that, <laughs> revamp that up. And I think that I could bring a couple extra season ticket packages to the Kings. Obviously, that's all horseshit. 
And yeah. I got an email late on a Monday night, like 9.30, 10 p.m. on a Monday night. And it was like, you've been selected to come to try out. And at first I was like, this is, this is horseshit. Come on. And then uh, I slept on it. Tuesday morning, I started seeing all these people post and they got the same letter. And it's from the Kings. It's from like, like Luke.Robitaille at LAKings.com or legit verified So it's email. from Luke. It's from Luke Robitaille. Yeah. It's, yeah. If anybody needs his email, I have his email. I'll, I'll sell it to Dead. you for, uh, for a cheap price. <laughs> um, and, and so I might want to hop email. on that. <laughs> I know a guy will cut you a deal. Yeah. And um, so I, so I, I hum and haw. I still these people post them. And I was like, oh, well, what? Like, what's, I'll, I'll go do it. You'll find it. I'll go do it. So it's probably around 11 a.m. I uh, I go on Expedia or whatever. I, I book my ticket. My, my flight leaves, and I guess, in four hours. It was a last minute thing because I would have had to leave uh, sometime on Tuesday because the skate was first thing in the morning on the Wednesday, uh, like at uh, like 11 a.m. or whatever, I think, 11 or noon. And so uh, I, I do all that stuff. And then, um, man, it, it was nice, but it, but it all happened so fast. If, if I would have known the video was going to do what it did, I would have probably tried to enjoy it a little bit more. Because in the moment, all I could think about was like, man, like, this is so dumb. Like, I just, I did like, like at this point, I, I was probably making like 20 bucks a month off YouTube. I'm not, I'm not making any money at all. You know? Yeah. And I'm thinking like, man, I'm going to be making videos for the next two years to pay for this trip. This is ridiculous. You know, like what I just did. And uh, I didn't enjoy it, but like now that the video has done what it did, I appreciate it yeah. a lot more. Like I yeah. even remember like a couple days later after I posted the video, like at the college I was at, people in, in my classes, people like in the hallway, like, hey man, I saw the video. That was great. Big Kings guy. Big, big Kings guy. Big Kings yeah. guy. Yeah. So that, that, that's basically that, yeah. man. I, I don't know if I got anything else for you on uh, the Kings. What, side was, what was it like? Like, I mean, Winnipeg, what was it like? for you at least to see the jets come back it was cool man it was cool like, i remember being a kid like there's no real hockey energy in the city if that makes yeah. sense and the jets come back now you got like on a game like pre-covid times like on a game day you yeah. got you go to, you got a walmart half the people in walmart got a jets jersey on you, know, you go to tim hortons they got jets donuts on game days <laughs> like it's just like a jet it's crazy like oh it's yeah. it's, it's jets mania and i think the craziest thing is you see it on tv and, and like I'm sure, like you see in Vegas, you see in like all these other crazy places, like oh, they got a pretty good crowd, pretty good energy, atmosphere, like Winnipeg too. You experience it in person, and I, I remember my first Jet game, like just the the electricity in the building, how loud, how passionate people are. Yeah, just, like the you know, whiteouts in the buildings. playoffs are sick. Oh, dude, they, they got double the amount of people in the street beside the building than they have inside the building. Like it's That's crazy. Crazy. You get uh, about 14,000, 13,000 inside, and you got about 35 on the front boulevard right outside the front of the building. Like, uh, I'm not a big people person, believe it or not. Like, I don't like crowds of people. I don't like interacting yeah. with a lot of people. Maybe it's kind of hard to tell. But um, I remember that when they were playing, uh, who they playing? I think they were playing Nashville. Nashville in the second round of yeah. like game three or four, or whatever. And I was riding my bike through like downtown. Just, just anyway. I'm riding it through and I'm like, I can't even ride my freaking bike. There's so many people like, like not even just on the street, just everywhere around downtown. I can't even ride the bike. There's so many people. Like I'm going to hit somebody. That's it, fucking it's, crazy. It's, it's insane. Did you end up watching the game? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Winnipeg's just kind of sick. Like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't want to necessarily play there because Winnipeg cold, but Old, it, but dark, it's, but it's, like a urinal downtown. Yeah. The people are always pissed off. Yeah. 
but like the fans are great. Oh, if you want to be adored and you want a passion hockey city, this is the place to play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So going back to the gear thing, one of my friends asked me, what's it like loving your gear? And then you lose your sponsorship and then you just kind of go off on it. Are we talking about the true situation? Yes. Oh, there's never really a sponsorship. Like funny enough, so the whole backstory on that, um, there was a guy I got in touch with. This is back in like February, no, probably like January, like December, January last year. And uh, he, he hits me up and he's like, uh, hey man, do you have a, an agent or a manager? And I said, no, I, I do everything myself. And he's like, you give me an opportunity. I will get you, I'll get you deals. I'll get you in. I'm going to get, I'm going to get you going on it. You know what I mean? And I said, like, I, I get a couple of inquiries about this every now and then. I, I told him the same thing I tell everybody else. I said, listen, you, you show me some evidence. You show me some proof and we'll talk. And so then he hits me up. He's like, okay, hey, listen, I, I just talked to the people of the fave. I got you booked in for, um, for, uh, for a custom fitting for a whole tour. We're going to do that. So this was before true bought out Lefave. This is long. This is like, this is right when they split. Like I would, don't quote me on this. I was probably one of the first people to get a tour of the Lefave factory, not the Lefave CCM factory. After CCM. Yeah. Cause, cause they split January 1st of 20 of 2020. And I did the tour, uh, middle of February. So it was pretty, yeah. pretty fresh. Like, and, and I don't think at that point in time, a lot of people knew what Lefave was. Like I remember when I posted my first Lefave breakdown video, that like, people were like, "What's Lefave?" Like nobody knew what it was. You know, I probably you know, knew I ever, what Lefave was. Found out maybe March, April, right when COVID hit. Yeah, and I didn't even post a video probably till like April ish. So it was a little bit delayed, but um, that's probably one of my one of my favorite videos I made last year. That was really fun yeah, video to make at the factory. I like yeah, that so video I, a lot. Yeah, it was fun. Sometimes I, I go back and I'm like, "Damn, I need to make a video like that again." But I'm like, "Oh wait, yeah. I can't go to a factory anytime soon." Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, they, they invited me down. The, like Pat and Stefan were great. Um, gave me the whole tour, gave me the custom fitting, all that kind of good stuff. And um, the, they were nice enough to hook me up with a free set, uh, pad glove blocker. And they ended up sending me like three more gloves on top. Of yeah, it, nice. I remember that. And yeah, and like it, it was never a sponsorship. It was more here's some gear, do something with it. You know what I mean? Like there was there was nothing in writing. There was no. You know, oh. it, was, it was like a gentleman. It was a gentleman's agreement. Right? Oh. So they just want, they just want, they just wanted you to review it for the sake of reviewing it. Like they, there were no strings attached. I wouldn't even say reviewing for the sake of reviewing. And I think that at least from my impressions, and I could be wrong. I think they got a good vibe from me. They're like, you know, Travis seems like a decent guy. Like what he's all about. I'm I'm in there. I'm like, Hey, like mom and pop shop. I like what these guys are all about. This isn't the corporation like CCM anymore. Like I I can hop on board. I think this is something that could be really, really beneficial mutually. Cause like, I don't like supporting big companies that want to just like pull the strings and stuff. And, and they probably don't want to, you know, work with guys that, that want to get paid for that kind of stuff. Like, like, I, don't, yeah. I don't need to get paid for reviews. Like reviews don't need to be paid for the most part, no. at least for that kind no. of stuff. And nor should they be. And uh, we can go on about uh, paid reviews. But anyway, um, so they, they send me the year. Everything, everything's great. Like, like to this day, it would be March 1st. So I've had the year for almost a full year. Yeah. I'd say it's almost in the exact same condition that it was when I got it, with the exception of like puck marks and maybe like a little discoloring. Like it's, it's elite level equipment. Oh and, uh, yeah, that's oh, that. I've, I've heard nothing but great things about it. You know, I remember so when I was making the uh, the three month review and the six month review. I was talking to Pat and I was talking to Steph and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, like when I do reviews, like, like I want to hammer on the negatives because if I hammer on the negatives, you know, it's a review. Like, I don't want you to listen to fifty thousand positive things and think, "Oh, this guy got paid off." Like, a review is a review because it's it's telling you what's wrong with it as uh, somebody who's paying for it, right? Like, that's the kind of. Although I got it for free. 
that's the rule I want to come from. That's the perspective I wanted to come from. And I was telling Pat and Stefan, I'm like, man, like, I don't know what I'm going to bitch about. Honestly, like, I don't know what I'm going to complain about because I'm having a hard, like, we're going to have to get down to like the logo placement is wrong. I don't like the way you stitch this. I don't like, because the feels great. The performance is great. Like, so I, little I things not, that you really didn't care about. Basically, I was grasping at straws to trying to find some negatives because if I didn't, everybody's going to be like, oh, they're paying him, you know, they paid yeah. off reviews. I'm like, I got to pick some dinky shit. And I remember when I post the video, because I, I sent him a copy before I, I fired it up just because it's, it's stuff at the factory and they probably What did see Pat it. and Stefan think of it? They, they love the video. And uh, Stefan says to me, he's, he's like, at the time, I know you talked about a lot of negatives, but like, I don't think you actually touched on anything that actually means anything. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. I'm having a hard time grasping it. Shit. You know, like they, they like, they liked the video. They enjoyed everything. Yeah. And, uh, I, I thought we had a really good thing going. I, I still think that like me and LaFave, I think I have a good thing going. Um, when, uh, when, when the true merger came in, I remember I was getting a call. I got a, I got a text from, from one of them and, and it was like, uh, you know, the true thing's happening. Um, just based on, we no longer run the show here. We we are instructed by certain. You know what I mean? We we can't be working with you. Can't be affiliated with you. Which is I, I understand. True owns them now. True owns them, and in the past, True has uh, True sent me like three sticks, like three AX nine yeah. or AX uh, A six point whatever they were, like uh, three years, two two or three years ago, whatever. Yeah. And they kept breaking after like three weeks. I get a stick breaking in three weeks. I get a stick breaking in three weeks. And they kept sending me these sticks, and I was like, the lady who runs the social media, I was like, Stacy, like. Like, can we, can we figure this out? Like, like I'm not the world's greatest goaltender, but like, why do they keep breaking? She's like, oh, it, it's um, just swear and tear. Just Stacy, I've, I've had it for three weeks. I've used it four times. Like, yeah, that's not wear and tear. That's $1,200 yeah. for, for. I had a similar situation with CCM recently. You know, here, here's the thing. And this isn't a true thing. This is a universal thing. Companies forget that people pay real money that they have earned and worked hard for for their shit like yeah when i when i buy something i don't just have a fucking money tree like like over here i don't just pull 20 dollar bills no and like, hey guys you know like you don't do that either like no, I'm, none I'm of us do you, i'm assuming you work for your money i'm assuming the next guy works for his money right like this is hard-earned money you can't hard to come by yeah and, and when you spend 300 dollars on a stick for four ice times or you spend two thousand dollars on a set of pet you spent four thousand dollars on a custom set people are gonna be pissed off you know like i i got i got uh in some shit um one of the bauer reps he, he just took a giant shit on me over, over the fall or over the fall winter on a podcast and uh, he went on on this podcast and was talking about like travis is this fucking ignorant asshole this guy's just just brutally blunt he's out there to try to sandbag us blah 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 and, and i put in my, my beef with bauer video i said like if I'm paying you 350 for a stick, if I'm paying you two grand for a set of pads, I'm gonna give you two grand worth of feedback. Like what I pay, that's the feedback you're gonna get. And Bauer's get durability is shit. So it's getting better. It is getting better, but it's not no, there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm getting it for free, you're gonna get some free feedback. You're gonna get some elite level free feedback, right? And so anyway, so I remember um the true also they sent me a, a custom two set or two piece set of skates. And had him for like four or six weeks. And I remember at the time I had a camera guy that was helping me at the time. Like we're still friends, but like he doesn't help me with the videos anymore. And we were in Halifax and I had the skates on and I was showing him what was going on. He's like, 
what the fuck? Why are the rivets coming on? Why is this popping up? Like, how long have you had them for? I was like, oh, like four or five weeks, give or take. He's like, I'm, I'm happy you didn't pay for these. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know? And I so mean, true skates are the most expensive skates on the market. Like, at the time they were. At the time yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so then I send them back. They're like, we'll, we'll get you a new set. No problem. Okay, cool. So they give me a new set. And not as bad, but like similar issues. And I remember telling the, the social media lady, because like that was the one I was going through. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this to, to help you. I'm not doing this to help you sell sticks. Yeah, you want me to help you move units and sell sticks and move skates, and we can do that. But it ain't going to work if I don't believe in what you're doing. And I don't believe in anything you guys are doing, because I'm giving you this feedback on the skates. I'm giving you the feedback on the stick, blah, blah, blah. And I'm taking the equipment from you because I want you to take my opinion into consideration to make it better for the next time. And, and they make it seem almost like there was no problem. You know what I mean? Like the, the equipment's perfect. There was no problem. Well, that was true, pun intended. Why do you come up with a new one every two years? You know, like, like why does Bauer have the Hyperlights coming out this year? Was the 2X Pro so great that they couldn't come up with the Hyperlight? No, they're improving on it. They're, everybody's building on it. Yeah. And it, it just felt like, um, and I remember like we had a phone call about it one time, like the true lady and I. Um, it, it just felt like they, they, they didn't care about the feedback. They didn't care about making a great product. They didn't feel about help or didn't, it didn't vibe, but they wanted to help the goalie community and, and give a product to people that actually made a difference. And, and I, I told them that and they were, they were fucking pissed off about that. They're like, you don't want to promote us. You want to sandbag us and say we're scumbags. All right. So be it. But so you didn't think forward. they were, you were, you were sandbagging them or anything. Cause yeah. No, I wasn't sandbagging them because I was genuinely breaking sticks that frequently and, and having issues. And, and and they just disregarded the issues like as if it was nothing happening. It sounded very similar to uh, a lot of in-person experiences that I heard from other people. Oh, yeah. And I try and I, and I try to take everything with a grain of salt because I understand that with a, with a following, most of the time you think they're going to be a little bit more accommodating. because You know what I mean? If you take care of me, I'm going to say something positive and it's going to make its way to 20,000 years, right? So I try to take that into, into consideration because that's a little bit unfair, but, but anyway, um, and, and if a company disregards that opinion, doesn't care about the feedback, you definitely ain't going to care about the guy who actually pays for your shit. Yeah. And so you fast forward to, to today, I guess, or back in the end of fall, end of being a winter and uh, they had the merger. Well, first thing on the docket is get Trav out of here, like get rid of this guy. We don't want nothing to do with him. So I remember uh, Pat calls me up like uh, late on a late on a Wednesday night or whatever, and he just tells me like, "Hey, like, thank you for everything you've done. Uh, appreciate your love and your support for Lefebvre. I want you like keep the gear, do do whatever you want with it. We don't care, but uh, can't work with you moving forward, and and that's the way it's going to be." So and be that it. wasn't Pat's call. That was the higher ups at True, right? I'd like to think Pat has a little bit more say. Like, yeah. I mean, like when you're the most credible, most respected guy in the goalie community, like I'm, I'm assuming you have some pull, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, like you're not going to have some guy with, with, you know, big thick pockets just walking all over you, but, um, Hey, it's yeah. his call at the end of the day. He's, he's working for a company that they don't, that, you know, they're, they're looking to sell units and accommodate NHL players. They don't give a shit about some guy on the internet. And he, obvi- they obviously care about the money. I know wow. that as well too. Right? Yeah. I mean, they're they're being paid by true now, but yeah, you know, people um, people think that I hate uh, that I hate Lafave now or that I that I hate true. I, I I dislike the marketing choices that that true makes, and I dislike the, their uh, lack of of compassion for the people that are they're forking out dough for their stuff. But, but you like but the, you like the Lafave stuff. 
itself. If if I was a betting man today, I would put a lot of money on my next quote unquote big purchase will be a true Lefebvre piece. And by that I mean like Pagula blocker. Yeah. Yeah. Realistically speaking. But I yeah. Think, yeah, I think when you consider the the quality of the craftsmanship and just all that stuff, like as much as I want to stand for something that, that means something in the community of like, I'm not going to tolerate being, you know, taken advantage of or people that don't care about the community. You can't knock a good product. You know what I mean? Like, and it comes back to the reviews. Like you, you can try to come up with some reason not to like it. I, I can't simple as that. Yeah. So another question that I got is, yep. When you got told by some coaches, some other people to quit, what did that do to you mentally? Like, did that just serve as more fuel for you to continue playing hockey, do what you love, keep making videos, or how um, did that affect you? You know, I think if, if one th- one thing I've learned off YouTube is that you can't care about what everybody has to say. When, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you get two, three, four, five hundred comments a video three days a week, that's a lot of opinions. Right. There's yeah. A lot of people who like, and, and no disrespect, like, I don't know you, you know, like you and I no. have never met. We've no. never had an in-person encounter. So although we are face to face right now, previously, what's we have never opinion? met. Exactly. And what, and what's separating your opinion from the hole in the ground and why should I value your opinion? Like I have people in my life that I value their opinions for, and I'm sure you have in yours. And so I, I remember I was at uh, like East MV. I was at his synthetic studio and I, and I got the call from this. Uh, and we're talking about the U sport coach. I'm assuming from last summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I get the call from this guy and uh, everything was positive leading up to the goalie coach was really positive. The scout was positive. The assistant coach was positive. Things were looking really optimistic at that point in time. And this coach just came down and just shit all over me. And, and just for an hour, just berated me over the phone for an hour about just everything I'm like what are you doing fucking quit you suck you're not you know you know what i mean and, and when, when you have a coach in that kind of position at that level his opinion is going to mean something but i, I realized probably about within a minute or two of hanging up on the phone well he, he hung up on me um that uh people like that their opinion doesn't really matter simply because like you got to think as a U sport coach, that guy's got a million one things on the go. Like that guy's got a lot of shit to deal with. And the fact that he went out of his way to take an hour out of his day to just shit on some guy who's never going to even make a dent in his program. That there's probably a something wrong with the guy and B his opinion probably isn't very credible. If that, if that's how he conducts his business, you know what I mean? No. And it does frustrate me. Although I, I did text him about the Sweden thing. And I was like, hey, just so you know that I signed in Sweden. I never got a text back, obviously. <laughs> but yeah. uh, um, you, know, it, you just can't care. You know, the, there's, no. there's another goalie that, that I'm really good friends with. He's, no. uh, he, plays Canadian, he plays Canadian call. He's a good friend. And, and uh, he messaged me sometimes. He'll be like, hey, do you see somebody who's saying this about you? Somebody who's saying that? And I was like, Billy, I, I don't give a shit, dude. Like, you got to stop caring. You know, no. you, you care about everybody's opinion. You're just going to become a firefighter and putting out fires all day. Like whether it's a coach, whether it's some, somebody on the internet from, from, you know, Doug in Utah or somebody from fucking Taiwan, you know, like until I, I've, until I know you or you, you've um, proved yourself, your, your opinion doesn't really mean anything. It's not credible. No. no. So, and, and you got to select the voices that you're going to listen to. Cause if with the way the hockey world is like, you got to be very, very selective of like who you, who you care about, whose opinions you care about. Otherwise you can really bury yourself pretty quick. Yeah. 
which I've like, done. If I don't know you, I probably won't give a shit, honestly. Oh, That's exactly. Just... Like if you're, yeah, you're some dick in the stands throwing beer cans at me. Like you probably wish you were here in this crease, you know? Yeah. I mean, goalie hardest position on the ice, honestly. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, how did the Sweden thing all go down? Like, how'd you get the offer? How'd you get the contract? All that stuff. Yeah, I had an agent working for me at the time who doesn't work for me anymore. But uh, I got hooked up with him through a mutual friend when I, when I was down in Columbus, uh, well, the um, River Dragons in the Fed. Yeah. And he said, this is my agent. You should talk to him, see what he can do. Sort of talking to him, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we actually ended up getting the offer last year, probably first couple days of April. Like, it was pretty quick like, when we got the, the Sweden offer. And uh, we said the time to sign it, sign it. Who cares? Just get that deal signed. It's a backup plan. That's our, our worst case safety net option. Signed it. And then all of a sudden, as things started to uh, get canceled left, right, and center, that was now the main option. So, so you go over there. And I mean, it just did not seem like it was the greatest time. But what, what, what do you have to say about it now that it's all said and done? Oh, man. You know, I was actually FaceTime with Sweeney the other day. We were talking about that. Oh. Like, like, you got to keep in mind this. Like, like, There's some things that happen, like, in, in my life and in hockey and, and, like, that will never make the vlog. Just simply because the vlog is about entertaining or educating people. And it's not about just being a ruthless. If I wanted to, I could be an absolutely ruthless guy and just oh, dirty yeah. shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And, and and I said this. I remember Sweeney and I were talking on Facetime the other day because you know we're looking back now. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and and he says to me, he's like, you know, I was looking back at the videos and like, man, like you could have made the videos so much like worse or so well, so much better by putting some of the shit that, that we went through. Like, just like uh, I, I won't give you too many details, but like, the one that really sticks out in my mind is when when we when we signed. Oh, there's my room. I got it. Anyway, sorry. Um. When we signed, we got pictures of the apartment we we're going to be staying at, me and Sweeney. And we're like, oh, this doesn't look too bad, especially for the price, like 500 bucks a month. Like, this seems like almost a little bit too good to be true, but anyway. So, uh, we're pressing coach for an address. They give us an address because we want to send stuff there. Couldn't get an address, couldn't get an address. I get off the plane in Sweden, finally. Like, I'm getting off the plane and I still haven't gotten the address. I text him and he's like, hey, just want to let you know. Uh, last minute change. Uh, the place isn't available. They rented it out last minute. This is the place you're going to be staying at. Here's the address. And I was like, oh, are you going to be picking us up at the airport? He's like, no, uh, actually, I can't. And, and none of the guys can either. So you're going to have to take a taxi there. Well, you got to keep in mind, new country, cell phone does not work because obviously my, my Canadian plan isn't going to work in Sweden, right? It just doesn't. Yeah. Uh, um, doesn't, don't Didn't speak know the language, any Swedish. Don't know the language. Don't know the people. Don't, can't read the signs. And keeping in mind, now that I know this, it was going to be... <laughs> Uh, an hour and a half train ride to get to a station, which would have then led to about an hour bus ride, which would have led to a 10 minute walk to get to where we needed to go. Right. So you got to think to do, to accomplish that with no Wi-Fi, no cell phone service, all no, the shit yeah. that you had as well. Oh, yeah. And keep in mind, big suitcase, goalie bag, pad, stick, backpacks, you know, like, like cause I'm planning to live there for night for eight months and just <laughs> the, the, and and that is like the tip of the iceberg, like, like that situation, like this oh. that shit. It, um, dude, I, I'm I'm so lucky with YouTube. I funny, enough, I got I got a bunch of messages when I was getting off the plane in Sweden. Was like, hey, you need anything? Yeah, how about a ride to the place and and, and teach me how to learn shit? And uh, Big Save Dave, you ever remember Big Save Dave in the vlog? 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember big, Dave. Save Dave. big save Dave swings down. He picks my ass off the airport and he's like, don't you worry. Or, or I don't know I'm talking fucking Russian. He's like, don't you worry. I'm going to get you right there where you need to go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, he dumped my ass off. It, it was nice. Quick. We got dropped the gear off of the rink. And uh, Sweeney wasn't so lucky because like Dave was busy. Sweeney came in later than I did. Oh, Sweeney's came in later. Yeah, he came in later. We didn't go together. And uh. <laughs> how he meant, like, because he did that. He figured his way out on the train, all that shit, the bus. Oh. I think I came in. I came in around ten a.m. I think he came in around noon. And he oh, the same day. His, same day, yeah. So I ended up getting down around like one or two in the afternoon. Sweeney's must have rolled in around eight at night. And Jesus Christ, I've never seen somebody so tired and so smelly in my life. That's brutal. He, he wa- I remember he walks into the door, he dumps his shit off, and I was like, Jesus Christ, there he is. And he's like, nice to see you too. <laughs> dumps the shit off. And we went, yeah, we slept after. Did you know did you did you know Sweens from beforehand? Like Yeah, we played together at VIU. We we played there for a year. Uh, nice, uh, nice. Shouted since then. So nice. Yeah. What's he up to now? Uh he actually just got back to Kelowna about a month ago, give or take. And um, he's uh, looking for a job. He's unemployed at the moment. So if anybody uh, on the podcast is in Kelowna hiring, uh, he's looking for a job. He, he'd love to serve up some drinks as a bartender. So nice. Any yeah. bartenders in Kelowna? Sweeney, just hire him right now. Absolute beauty. <laughs> We're trying to keep him out of the EI line if possible. So uh, yeah. if he's got a hookup, please, uh, please help him out. Yeah. But I mean, at what point did you just decide fuck it i'm coming back that, that i did yeah uh well um the agent i have working for me now adrian soon import sports he hit me up when when shit was just right about to really hit the fan and he's like this is odd and then i so I explained the situation to him and he undid and fixed in about a week what the other guy took uh six months to continually fuck up which i i don't know how he managed it but um Got us out of the place. We went to a hotel. We left the team, got a new team, took the train down the other side of Goth or other side of Sweden. New team settled, good to go. So sooner got that set up. And then, uh, uh, God, I, I practiced only like five or six times before they shut the season down because um, they, they, they paid the $2,000 for my transfer card on like a Wednesday. And then the season got canceled on a Friday. So they paid a thousand bucks a day to own my rights. <laughs> Uh, I, I felt pretty bad about it because I was yeah. like, like, what am I supposed to do? It's like, man, like you guys just spent all that money and then they can the season. Like, you gotta That's be able to get a fucking brutal. Yeah, it's tough, eh? And yeah. What do you think the biggest highlight of your hockey career has been, both pre and post YouTube? Pre, I would I would say um getting an opportunity to try with the Prince George Cougars in the West Fleet. Cause I think it was the first time in my career where I actually felt like I had accomplished something. Like I was doing something right. You know, How old like, were you? I was 17 and oh. uh, you, you don't get to a Western league camp because I guess you suck. But looking back now, like I don't think I, I deserved even a trial and I don't think I was anywhere near where I needed to be to be, you know what I mean? But there's also yeah. a reason that team finished like dead last in the Western league, like five years in a row. So that, that might've been why that might've been, been one of the contributing factors. Um, but um, it, it, it was a, it was my first taste of like being on a team that like treated things like pro cause like they're prepping guys for pro. Yeah. It's also the most disappointing moment in my hockey career because I look back now and it's like, here's this golden opportunity I had 
And although I can sit there, I, I can still say today, like I, I did everything that I could at the time that, that I knew to be successful, but it, it, I didn't have good, you know, leadership in, in my hockey career. I didn't have a good goalie coach. I didn't have like, I, I didn't have people yeah. to really help me the, the way that I, I see now. Yeah. And I I felt like that, like up until recently, like I've kind of felt the same way. You know, it's tough. It's frustrating, but you got to let it go. And uh, I've spent many nights beating myself up over that. Like, what if, like, what if I would have done this? What if I, Yeah. well, you you know, there's a saying my dad says a lot and he he likes to say, uh, well, if my aunt had not, she'd be my uncle. Like you can't, you can't (laughs) change that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate, but it's past is in the past for sure. It, it ain't you can't change anything previously, nope. but you can change stuff in this present moment, and you can't yep. change it in the future either. Just indicated by this future moment or present moment. It's also huge, like when you're on the ice, like especially after you give up a goal, that rings that really rings true. Oh, buddy, being a couch coach, breaking down footage, even of myself looking at footage, like sitting here at my, my desk and breaking down footage versus being in the moment. Yes. Like we're talking night, like we're talking like slow motion, frame by frame mistakes, yes. not live action breaking things down. But yeah, how about post YouTube? I mean, obviously the LA Kings thing. You have any other ones? Things uh, um, that stand out. You know what? I, I think actually, God, that's a tough one. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I get an opportunity to, to even be at VIU without YouTube because YouTube financially funded the recruiting trips that funded me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think that happens without YouTube. I also. Do you think a lot of really, things happen without, do you think a lot of these things happen without YouTube? Oh, you know, I, so many people leave comments and messages and emails that are just like, man, like if you, if you hung up YouTube, you'd be so much more successful. And the reality is like YouTube supplemented the, the number one hurdle of, of trying to invest full time in hockey. And that's working a job. Like you can't, that is you can't, YouTube is your job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like previously I was working full time, like 40 hours. We go to high school and like, you can't train full time on the ice. You can't work out full time on the ice when you're working 40 hours a week. Like you just can't No. And when, when you flip the script and, and now the training and the ice times are your full-time job, well, we're, we're talking about a game-changing acquisition yeah. here, you know, and I don't, I don't get me wrong. I'll be honest with you, like the YouTube, like there's been some negatives out of it, but I think there's been a thousand times more positives than the negatives. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's created opportunities. It's created financial opportunities, just general, just more outlets and opportunities than I ever would have thought yeah. of. You yeah. Know? And um, I mean, you, I mean, yeah, YouTube just, it does a lot for a lot of good people, for a lot of people. It does. It yeah. really truly does. Yeah. It's, uh, unless unless you're like Nelk and they don't monetize anything. Just a merch drop every two weeks, buddy. Just a merch <laughs> drop. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, what did you think of uh mckitchen like steve mckitchen saying that if you got distracted with the videos that you wouldn't be able to make it over in sweden like what was yeah. what was that what does that yeah, like for he, you he kind of had lots of talks about that i think um i i knew going into sweden that, that financially it was going to be a hurdle if i wasn't making videos and 
in, in my mind, based on, on what was communicated through my agent, I thought, okay, like I'm going to put the videos aside in Sweden. I'm going to focus on playing for like at least a month and then we'll reevaluate. And well, I remember Sweden's and I, I, I probably went like two practices with no cams or anything. I remember Sweden yeah. and I sitting down for dinner one night. I was just like, man, like you see this shit going on here? Like, he's like, yeah, like, this is a gong show. I was like, yeah, like, this, this isn't pro hockey. This is just, just a fucking circus. And I was like, man, yeah. I'm, I'm filming this shit. Like, if, if I'm, if, if I'm going to be in a place where I'm not happy and, and getting taken advantage of, man, I'm filming this shit. Yeah. And, uh, um, and like come game time, I, like I had another guy take care of the cameras. I, I didn't even look at a camera on game days. I left with somebody else practices. I, I took care of them. Um, yeah, I, I owe a lot of the success and opportunity I've had to Keeks. Keeks changed a lot for me. Yeah. And, um, I'll, uh, I don't think I'll ever repay him, be able to repay him for that. But, uh, yeah. Forever grateful for, for what he's done for me. Yeah. So what are you doing next year? Like, what do you have going on just for the audience here? Like, patience, you know? buddy. Lots yeah. of patience right now. It's uh, we're, we're in limbo time right now. Yeah. Colleges don't know what's going on. Pro teams in Europe don't know what's going on. Even even the team that I was at in Sweden, like, they still own my rights. Like, they don't know what's going on. Just. I mean, you're not going back based. there or anything. I mean, I, I'd like to go back there. That, that, that's definitely yeah. an option. Sweden's never not been an option to go back to get to uh, Varberg and go play there because I, I really enjoyed the little bit of time that I was there. Um, I think the, the, the world plays such a big role in this, right? And what's open, what's not, what can you do, what can you not do, where can you do it, how often can you do it, how many people on the ice, all that bullshit. And um, even for colleges, like uh, the, the the interest that I have had, a lot of coaches, like they like what. I'm not meeting in person. I'm not skating it. Cause I'm going to get in shit. If somebody finds out about that, you know? Yeah. So got to be careful about that, which is understandable. Um, it, it's a waiting game. I was talking to my agent, uh, I was talking to sooner yesterday and I think it's going to probably be like a, a May, May, June type of thing. A lot uh, of patience yeah. until then. Yeah. And I mean, with COVID and everything, we just have to wait and see. Hopefully things start opening up. It's a universal thing, man. Not yeah. Canada ain't the U.S. It's the whole world. No. So. How? What did you think of the hockey? Like the quality of the hockey over in Sweden? It was good. The teams we were playing were really good. Our our team maybe wasn't so good. Uh, the The second team that I went to in Varberg, they were pretty Varberg. good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Guys are. Uh, guys are skilled. It's not the same North American game. Like guys aren't really getting too greasy, banging home rebounds in front of the net. There's there a lot no. of finesse, working the puck along the board, like along the the side walls. I mean, wider as well. Board. Yep, a lot of passing, a lot of pay. That, that's gonna be another thing that did uh, it fuck up your angles? Oh, buddy! First week, I was just out to lunch on on some of the angles and some of the plays. Like that's one thing. Like if I do go back, it's gonna probably take me a good week to get readjusted to. Um, just the guys being patient because the guys here, they're nowhere near as patient as the Swedes. No. The Swedes are so patient. So No. Which, I mean, yeah, the game in North America is so much different than the European game. It's, it's, it's night and day different culturally, um, just positionally, structurally, very, very, very yeah. different, I found. Was it kind of a culture shock going over to Sweden? Oh, buddy, the second video I put on my title, Culture Shock. Yeah. It was such a culture shock. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it, it's a, almost a helpless feeling of, like, I don't speak the language. I don't know the people. And that's not even talking about the hockey side of things. Like, it's just, this is different. This is definitely very, very different. Yeah. 
So, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I think that's about it from my end. You have any last words? No, buddy. Thanks for having me on your podcast. And uh, thanks for the love. Thanks for the support. Thanks for just uh, watching the vlog, buddy. I mean, when I say, I guess I got you face to face now, but uh, yeah. thank you for, for everything. Thank you for coming on. Everyone, just check him out at Trafor Oilers on YouTube. Same thing on socials. And absolutely. Yeah, just take care, bud. Cool, buddy. Uh, have a nice day. Talk to you later, man. Bye. Big thanks again to Trav for agreeing to come on. I really enjoyed interviewing him, and I hope you guys really enjoyed it. There were some big news out of Calgary on Thursday night. They fired head coach Jeff Ward and replaced him with Daryl Sutter. Yes, Daryl Sutter is back. After he left Calgary, he won two cups with L.A., all of that's history. A very solid, very experienced coach. I don't know how he's going to fit in with some of these guys, like how all that's going to work. But I think that Jeff Ward was not a great fit in Calgary. And I think it was the right call by Bradtree Living to go ahead and fire Ward. Calgary played their first game last night, 3-2 loss to Edmonton in another edition of the Battle of Alberta. However, Daryl Sutter did not join the team. He's expected to join them Monday at the earliest because of COVID protocols. Instead, assistant Ryan Huska was behind the bench. Overall, I thought it was a good game. A lot of Heavyweight action, Kachuk versus Neil. Lucic fought. I don't even fucking remember who he fought. But, yeah, it was a good game. I thought that Edmonton played well. But, yeah, like, I think that this coaching change was needed. And hopefully Calgary can get back on the right track because... They're a very solid team, and I think they can go places if they're coached well. And I know Ward kind of got thrown into that role last year because of the whole Bill Peters fallout. But, I mean, I think it was the right chain, right call. The Rangers, man, they've been hot as of late. Chris Kreider... Absolutely on fire. He's had two hat-tricks in the past couple weeks, including a natural one on Thursday against the Devils. Alexi Lafreniere starting to heat up finally. Had two points on Thursday versus the Devils, and he's just starting to find his game. Very happy for him because I know it was a little rough at first with like the transition and stuff. And I think part of it was he hadn't played a game in close to a year, but he's doing fine. Unfortunately on Thursday night, Igor Shesterkin got hurt. He's day to day with a groin strain. And honestly, I thought it was a lot worse. I think everyone thought it was a lot worse because of the way that it looked. He went down on a one-timer, no contact, nothing. 
was unable to bear any weight on his right leg. Like it looked really bad, but thankfully he's day to day and he'll be back in a couple of days. Georgiev, he started last or yesterday, got the win and he's starting tonight again versus Pittsburgh. So yeah, but Zabanejad, what's wrong with him? Like he just hasn't been able to find his game at all. His five-goal game was one year ago on Friday. Since then, he has had five goals, including an empty netter. Like, when are we going to see that Mika again? We need him. The Rangers, especially without Panarin, like, they need their fucking stars to show up, and he hasn't yet. He did get COVID during training camp. Maybe that's some it has something to do with COVID, but I just hope he figures it out because it must be so frustrating to see a guy like Zabanajad lose all his confidence when he's in this big of a slump. And yeah, it's just really, really frustrating. Got a couple sad notes to finish up the show. Walter Gretzky, Wayne's father, greatest hockey dad in history, passed away at the age of 82. He's been sick for a number of years now. He had been battling Parkinson's and some other health issues. And I don't have any stories of Walter. I've never met him. I've never interacted with him. But I've heard nothing but absolutely great things about him. Apparently, he was one of the nicest guys ever. Always was out there, made everyone around him feel special. And I've heard stories of him sending memorabilia to fans, like signing stuff. And he's just, he seemed like an absolutely great guy. And he was an absolute legend up in Canada. Everyone loved Walter and he's just an, he's just an icon like the quintessential hockey dad. He was super proud of, of his son and yeah. Condolences out to Wayne, the entire Gretzky family. And at least he's up there with, his wife, Phyllis, Wayne's mom, she died a number of years ago. So, yeah, condolences out to the entire Gretzky family and anyone that's ever interacted with Walter. Another really, really sad note. Former Miracle on Ice member and New York Ranger Mark Pavlich died Friday at the age of 62. He played like five, six, seven. I don't even know how many seasons he played in the NHL, but he also played for the North Stars and the Sharks. And what happened to him was really, really sad. A couple of years ago, summer of 2019, he was out fishing with a friend and actually his neighbor, and 
he accused his neighbor of spiking his beer. And he just beat the absolute living shit out of him. Assault, right? And gets arrested. And a judge ends up ruling him unfit to stand trial, like mentally unfit. So he gets committed to a psychiatric facility. And like, it's an absolute, it's just so sad to see a guy with with a concussion history, like going to that level. And he lost his wife a number of years ago. She died in a fall from a balcony. And according to former Rangers teammate Barry Beck, he, Mark Pavlich died when his wife died, like the Mark Pavlich that we know. And everything changed then. And I'm sure he had CTE. And it's just so fucking embarrassing that the league doesn't do shit about former players and their concussions. My biggest fear is ending up like them, getting CTE from playing hockey. And we've seen it in the NFL as well, although they've started to get better about it. But the way that the league's handled former players and concussions, and even the Rangers, USA Hockey, Barry Beck posted a long, long read on Facebook talking about basically shitting on the Rangers and USA Hockey and the NHL for not doing anything about former players and their concussion history and helping them out after they retired. But it's just so sad to see Pavlich go through what he went through and just ended up dying. We still don't know how he died. But, yeah, it's terrible. He's the second member of that Miracle team to pass away. The first was Bob Suter, Ryan's father. And just, again, condolences out to the Pavlich family, all his former teammates, people that knew him, like... Just, I feel like a lot of people have been dying lately, and it's so sad. Anyways, I think that wraps up this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview. As always, leave feedback in the in the comments. Reach out to me through my DMs. Also, feel free, go ahead, if you haven't already, to donate to my RCCS hockey tournament. It would be really, really appreciated if you do. It's in the link in my bio. I'll attach it again in the show description. And have a great week, guys. 